Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to New York. It's been waiting for you. Hi. Hello. Welcome to But Am I Wrong? And just know that we had to cut something out of the beginning of this episode that we were talking about because it's too controversial. Mm -hmm. It is. We're right. Like, we're just, we're not members of the community, so we cannot talk about it. No, no, exactly. But, like, I just want we're not cutting it out because it doesn't align with the But Am I Wrong brand. Mm -hmm. It does because we're not wrong. Mm -hmm. But, uh, 
We know our place. Yeah. But we will continue talking about it offline. And if you get it, if you know, you know. If you get you know, it, you, you know. get it. Maybe if, no. Maybe if you're in the Facebook, I mean, in our um, Patreon and yeah. members of the community that's part of want to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Well, people know my yeah. stance. Yeah. And so I think that people know it's a safe place for them to talk about mm-hmm. that. So just know we see each other. Isn't that a line from Real, Real Housewives? Housewives of Atlanta? Was it Nene? It's Nene and Candy. So Nene goes something like, I see you. And then Candy goes, we see each other. God, just from like the viral clips and the quotes that I say, mm-hmm. like using it in everyday life. I feel like if I'm going to watch one, I should maybe start with that. Yes, I, I agree. Well, just like everything she says. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. And then when her and, and Candy were good sparring partners, because yeah. they never they never hated each other, but they never really got along. And Ooh, juicy. Yeah. And so like Candy is a very um, I mean, she wrote some of the most iconic songs there ever were like No Scrubs. So like she's a wordsmith and Nene is like a natural comedian. So like. You know, oh, that's funny. One Mots of them loves the white refrigerator one too. So I can get him on board. Yeah. They can be housewives. Yeah. The first, I say up to season nine are just like the golden air. Yeah. I'd watch it. We tried to watch, I told you, we tried to watch um, Salt Lake City. And I just, Salt Lake City is couldn't care. popping now because of the legal stuff that's yeah. going on. I, but the golden show right now would be Potomac. I've heard I've heard that one is good, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm ever going to be a housewives person because I have a really hard time watching a show where I don't like anyone. And like I've heard what you have to like you have to like watch enough to like root for someone, even if you don't really like immediately like them. But then you're picking sides. And but early on, it's hard because you're like all of you are insufferable. Yeah. Well, I think because when you come into Salt Lake City, housewives has already existed. So, like, when you do Atlanta, there's only, if you start at the beginning of Atlanta, there's only been, like, two seasons of uh, OC. And now people know how to perform for a reality show when it wasn't. Yeah, you get the real honest truth. Like, yeah. early Love Island seasons where people are throwing drinks on each other, like, calling each other cunts. And, like, they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sad about this. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not glad that someone got called, like, a dirty skank, but did it make for, like, fantastic reality te- television? Yeah, mm-hmm. it did. Yeah. No one thought they were getting pretty little thing deals. Yeah. Everybody was just in it for <laughs> in it for the drama, yeah. for the memes. Anyways, I am very much off this camera. <laughs> and somebody <laughs> didn't want to use the monitor. Told you. Wow. And you would have never known. You'd have gotten a message from one of our I would have known before it got that far because I have to review the episode after oh, Coco edits. You're not like me who's just like, I, I'm a day player. I come and then I leave. Also, everyone, you should watch the video because now Melissa has adjusted, but you can see we're that matching. we're kind of matching. Yeah. That's cute. It's it a fun time. Cute. We could have had on the same jeans. Are you wearing jeans? I know. I'm just saying I have those. I just no, you don't. These I aren't don't. the Abercrombie ones. Oh. They look like them. I know, but they're not. These okay. are from White Fox. Oh. I was like, there's no way because like they're like they're they're even long on me. Okay. And they're the regular length. Yeah. Which I love to see, but you know, I do these are feel bad for you. Considered a short and they are long. 
They're too big in the waist, too. Mm. But I have to get it for my for ass. ass. Yeah. For the juicy ads, mm-hmm. it needs something. Yeah, I really relate. My <laughs> ass struggles to fit into things. Now, my jean struggle is length. I'm built like a, a door. And so it's not a matter of like this. If this fits, this doesn't fit. It's like I look like a flat Stanley. And yeah. I, I need something that evens out, you know, at the bottom. Um, but also I have poor circulation, large cankles. I have no ankles. I just have calf to foot. And yeah, I don't want that to show. I I remember the the era of cropped skinny jeans. And I just, I look I swollen. Love them because I could get them and then they'd be regular length on me. Oh yeah, you can just, you don't have to hem them either. Yeah. You could probably even That's just- That's what I'm it, saying because they were cropped then I could get it. It would be short on like you, but- Oh yeah, yeah. But th- then they're regular length on me so then they're not cropped. They're even just regular jeans. Even if you wanted them cropped, you just fold them and then they fucking exactly. stay. That, that um, was my golden era of being able to wear pants because I didn't have to get anything, anything hemmed. Yeah, I was over here with literally purple indentations yeah. because my- swollen swollen like I already have cankles and then I swell easy and so there it was me with the indentations of my Hanes socks anyways that's not what this podcast is about this podcast is about two people who've never been wrong me Megan and me Melissa I forgot that we were um recording this but am I wrong and be me yeah you're right because I was like really in the mindset of don't blame me but Wrong one. Wrong one. But it's in the same feed this week. Ayo. How exciting. Even though it doesn't mean much to any of you. No. Again, it just means a lot, a lot to, to us. us. We're matching. Yeah. I already said that. You already That's said that. That's why we're that. celebrating. Sorry. It's yeah. the matching with stripe bitches mm-hmm. striping on the stripes. Anyway, so this podcast is where we share things happening in our lives. We have multiple segments. We have But Am I Wrong, where we pitch either hot takes to each other or things that happen in our lives. And we pose a question to each other and the audience. Were we wrong? And then we have the But Are You Wrong segment, where you send submissions into our email and we read them out loud and we decide if you were the hero or the villain of the situation. And then finally, we have the Woat of the Week, the But Are They Wrong, where we nominate the absolute worst or top worst shitty ones, ones that we want to talk about, pop culture, celebrity, politics, things happening in the world. And um, we all throw tomatoes at them. Tomato, tomato, tomato. Boo, tomato, tomato, tomato. And you get to throw figurative digital tomatoes at them by heading over to our Instagram and voting for every segment that we have in the episode. So who you think was wrong. And people seem to be voting wrong less. Yeah, they do. And then we read those results on our Fisting Friday episode that will be out tomorrow. And again, if nobody comes up with a name, I did make artwork for the Fisting Friday podcast. It's out now. So unless someone comes up with a better name, like, yeah, if you're on Spotify and we don't know if Apple's ever going to register because you can see it on Spotify. You can see it every place but Apple. You can see the uh, extra art. So, yeah, um, if anyone doesn't come up with a better name, like, and you're on Spotify and someone sees you listening, it's literally going to say fist. And it will have a fist. Yeah, there's a fist. I got real literal with it. I, I liked made, it. I made the other one first and then I was like, I'm on a roll. I'll just mm-hmm. do this. And I, I started losing steam. And so I went for the literal. What right. can I say? 
So now we uh, get into, um, but am I wrong? And that's when we pick something from our personal life or a hot take that we uh, have opinions on. Before I forget, Mm -hmm. someone tagged me on this on Twitter. You know who you are. Thank you. And the tweet says, I've got a billion dollar idea. Imagine a computer printer, but like it actually fucking works. It prints every time like it's fucking supposed to without issue. And it just does that. No fucking problem. Companies, feel free to use this idea. This one's on me. As the whistleblower for Big Printer, I wholeheartedly agree with the statement. Okay, so I actually had a different one planned. I've had like a couple like stacked on here that I want to talk about. Sometimes I'll just like dive into like a rant with Melissa and she goes, do this on the podcast. I'm like, good call, good call. But this was a bit more topical. And then it got even more topical to my life as the day went on. So this is a hot take. And my hot take is a lot of people who claim to be uh, really like inclusive and progressive. Don't worry, I'm not going off on the woke liberals. (laughs) But a lot of people will essentially say things like, I can tolerate anti-Semitism, but I draw the line at bullying. So my hot take is that people still view bullying, quote unquote, as the end-all be-all worst thing that you can do, which I think is Mm mind-blowing. So this first came to me, and I felt this sentiment like a lot of times, but this came to me um, because there's this Minecraft YouTuber named Dream, and Dream responded to a Kanye tweet, which don't worry, we will get into the Kanye stuff at the end of the episode for the... Oh, we might get into it next. Oh, cool. (laughs) This definitely ties into it as well. But had responded to Kanye's tweet where Kanye was saying, like, who started this cancel culture, blah, blah, blah. And Dream responded and said, uh, the woke liberals with a bunch of emojis. And Zach Kornfeld, friend of the podcast, like, like, legitimate friend of the podcast and personal friend. I love Zach. Zach responded with a screenshot of Dream's reply to Kanye's tweet and said, in hindsight, the internet was correct for bullying his face reveal and in fact did not go far enough. So Dream got, again, this is like a Minecraft YouTuber who I guess had spent the vast majority of his career online with like a mask on. And so he did a face reveal and people, I guess, like bullied him and I'm not like laughing at them bullying him at all. Just the next sentence I'm saying is like people were bullying him and telling him he looks like Shane Dawson, which I did see that on Twatter. I also will say if we're considering bullying as the largest, like biggest offender, then why should someone be a fe- Like then you're insulting someone by being like, oh, like they said he looked like Shane Dawson. I'm like, oh, so then you think that's an insult. So therefore you are bullying. Like the whole thing is just like so hypocritical to me. And so that's what he said, Zach said. And people lost their shit saying that Zach is saying that this, like he's like body shaming him and face shaming him and like looks shaming him, which is super apparent. That's not what he's doing at all. But hey, if someone is going to align themselves with someone who is being some like publicly anti-Semitic and essentially, I don't even know if like essentially, but yet not so many words claiming for death to an entire ethno religion. Like that's wildly fucked and like super fucking anti-Semitic and Zach is Jewish. 
And so he tweeted that and people were so fucking mad. So fucking mad that like, well, yes, sure. What Kanye said was not good, but like then Zach did this. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, you you can, like, yeah, anti-Semitism is bad, but I, I draw the line at bullying. I draw the line at bullying. First of all, that response is not bullying anybody's looks. And if you want to bully, bully someone's looks and you're part of a community that people are calling death to you and someone else is responding in a way that seems like they're aligning themselves with that, say whatever the fuck you fucking want about them. And they don't have beef. Like him and Dream do not have beef. Zach ended up deleting the tweet and Zach had responded to someone said, I just don't get why you bullied someone's appearance like that. That's never okay. I'm so disappointed. Which again, like it's holding to a much higher standard. And Zach said, it seemed like he was siding with an encouraging an anti-Semite. So it made a joke. So I made a joke about it. If he was being sarcastic, I'm thrilled to hear it and take it back. Dream responded, yes, sarcasm. He gave context and then said extra contest. I think Kanye West is a moron and was ridiculing him. So there, and he said, like, appreciate you. Sorry for starting shit. They both like have like, I think followed each other now and are both no drama about it. But a lot of audience members and fans are still really, really, really upset about this. And it makes me like, like livid to people like that think that that is... You think that you're like so self-righteous and you're being such a good person that you are, though in turn. <laughs> it's essentially two wrongs don't make it right. Like, But it, it's it's in like the you're weighing both of these things like at a certain thing. And like there are other things that I'm like, I think that a lot of the times, like if I'm trying to like dunk on someone, I'm not going to go for someone's looks because like, no, it's not the smartest thing. And it's also like not the most poignant. And it's just it can like reduce your argument, but also there are other times where people can infer that it's about someone's looks, but also like a throwaway joke about something that like is like very harmful to you and someone is aligning themselves with that. And again, like Dream was being sarcastic. I will say, I don't think it was a good tweet to make or joke about or even somewhat associate yourself with, like, because it can be misconstrued really easily. And I think like he knows that. And that's why there's absolutely no beef between them because I think it's a very common issue. But I do think the fact that Dream didn't get shit for, from their fans for responding to the tweet and making a joke about it. But it's like when the Jewish guy responds about this being anti-Semitic and saying, fuck this, then that's the big issue. Mm -hmm. And then it got even more uh, pertinent to my life when I was talking about on my Instagram story today, long COVID. And I was sharing like just, you know, things that I've learned. I've been asking people for tips and advice until I can get into my cardiologist to like reserve energy. And we talked about it off the podcast, but while we were recording last week, that like the podcast is really, A, I can see a huge stark change in like my health and like how fast I talk and how my brain works and just all of that. But also my energy levels, like when we finish recording, like it's already exhausting in general, but like it's just been a lot harder since I got COVID. And so I was like sharing on my story, like things that I was doing to like hopefully help, like preparing the night before. And like I was like relaxing and like laying on the couch with my legs elevated while I did my makeup. So I'm like, you know, sharing some tips that people have given me. And someone responds and said, oh, my God, shut up about this. Everything on your page is a complaint. I used to love coming here, but now everything is just so negative, which fucking I mean, I think is hilarious. I think if you have a public. Oh, and they have a public profile and I posted it onto my story. Because if you are going to be ableist scum, I think you a, should always have your po profile public. 
I think if somebody follows you with a private profile, you should be able to see what they're like. It can be private to everybody else, but if they're following you, you should be able to see it. That's a really good idea. I also think that's probably a really good idea when it comes to um, safety for like minors and shit like that. I found this. But just to go off that, like you came to like prominence in the digital space as being a vlogger. Like this is just an extension of you vlogging. So like anything you talk about in your personal life, you talk about things that are going good in your life too. But like, this is something that you deal with on a day-to-day basis. Every single, well, that's what day-to-day is. But every single day, every single second, you're sharing what you're going through in your life. This is what's happening. Life is not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. And it hasn't been like that in your life for the most part at all. So like, why, why are you following someone that you disagree with? Just mute and go away. It's also just like, I mean, like, I, I am like a big, I'm a verbal processor. And so I think like, I can totally understand how that's not a lot of like, people's cup of tea. I really hate toxic positivity, like so, so, so much. Um, And I also really don't like to talk about, and I've said on the podcast, I don't like to talk about things that I'm like actively going through unless I can do it in a lens where I have updates on something or I can like share some insight or whatever that is. But I verbally process things. Like also most people who make content online, like are verbal processors. If you're not a verbal processor, you're probably not very good at making videos because Mm -hmm. you can't just talk through your life and share those things. So I do think it is really funny because there is like, I mean, there's no pleasing. Like people, like those people then get so upset when people are like, oh my God, everything in my life is amazing. Everything in my life is amazing. And really, I know what it is. It's so everyone who is upset about those things is they are upset because they hate their life, but they don't think that you have agency to hate your life. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm not saying that I hate my life, but it's that's how they perceive. It's a personal attack on like, well, I'm going through so much worse shit than you, blah, 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 blah. But then if you're being like toxic positivity, it's like, why would you be bragging about this? My life is so bad and so sucky. And it's like, maybe it's time for you to take a step away. Okay, this one. So then someone responded and said, sorry, Megan, I followed you since I was 17, now 28. I respect your outrage about this girl's comment, but I don't think showing her profile with an audience like that will do anything. Is it because you just want to punish her? And that again, it's the same thing to me. It's like, you know what? I can accept ableism, but I draw the line at you publicly calling out ableism on your own platform for your private mess. No, fuck off. Like you can't do that. Like you're not being a good person. And I know that everybody who's doing that is because they think that they're a really good person and they're not like you're just not. And again, I don't stand by people like I will correct my I will call out my friends if they make comments about people we know about someone's bodies or what people look like. I will I will do it all the time because, you know, internalized sexism and like internalized fat phobia and also just fat phobia in general is ingrained in all of us. And that's something that I've had to like learn and something I check myself on all the fucking time. But when it comes to responding to direct attacks or things that are far more egregious, it's not bullying when you are responding to absolute hateful shit. Mm -hmm. That's not bullying. It's a consequence of your actions accountability culture like truly like what do you think this is right what do you think this is you want people to be held accountable and you don't want people to do this but you want it to be done quietly and you want people you you want to control people's response to that shit 
And that like really, really pisses me off, you know? So I'm not wrong. I don't even need to ask you all. No, you're not. I'm not. So my turn. Mm -hmm. So mine is a lot of people came to us and me about a specific rapper (laughs) to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to talk about them in the woe of the week at the end because I think it's a bigger problem than just him. Oh, yeah. It's than just him. And also, like, he's doing this. He always does shit like this to publicize when he has a new project coming out or a new clothing line or whatever. Like, it's all for attention. But the bigger problem is free thinkers. And I think that free thinkers are just MAGAs in in a pair of Yeezys. In the same way that people say that America is just a third world country in a Gucci belt. Like. (laughs) That's really, the Gucci belt is poignant. Yeah. And this is, if you don't know what a quote unquote free thinker is, these are people that believe that, that you should not hold beliefs that are formed on the basis of authority, tradition, revelation, or dogma, and that you should instead be reached by other methods such as logic and reason and observation. Yeah, those are the same people who also, free thinkers, the Venn diagram, um, it's the the defense a lot of anti-vaxxers use. Yeah, it's all, they're all under the same umbrella. Mm -hmm. They think that they're having like these theological revolutionary thoughts and it all just goes back to being anti-woman anti-black anti-semitic like they're all just part of a bigger problem where they don't want to call themselves like they this isn't something that it's not political for them yep so it's not politics this is just who they are these they just have these grandiose thoughts and feelings and they they just know better than everyone else because everyone else is being put in a box and they can't be put in a box they are just outside observing and these are and they're just speaking on things that they see no these are just excuses for you to go on your hateful tirades to get attention to think that you're better than everyone else when you're all just assholes that need to be cleaned yeah, it's like you're irritating, you're dirty, you're disgusting and just go away. It's rebranding of your own biases and your observation of uh what your presu- your presumed live experience, lived experience and what you presumed everybody else's mm-hmm. lived experiences. Like it is literally just like these are my 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 own bias biases, biases, but Bi- biases, yeah. And I've decided to make this an entire movement. Mm-hmm. So because I hate women, you can't come for me because like this is just my lived experience. This is how I am. And this is me. And I'm just, I'm a free thinker. I'm not like you. Yeah. And I just, just because I think death to women and fuck all women, you know, I'm a free thinker. Mm-hmm. Like just because I'm not in your little loving women box. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just tired of these people being exalted as geniuses as like they're just not on the same plane as the rest of us when the people that are thinking this who are part of this quote unquote 
quote, free thinker movement. They're just insecure people that don't have an original thought of their own. Yeah. And they're anti any professional. And they're also incredibly insecure about their intelligence and Mm -hmm. their own credentials. And so then it becomes instead of grappling with that or doing something to change how I perceive my own intelligence and education, I'm going to decide that all of them are out to get me and I'm the one who's right. Yeah. So I'm keeping it short and sweet. Go away. Go the fuck away. Or get like a real education and don't create these fake schools that you go to that are just elitist and wrong and just creating more hate in the world. I mean, them creating like schools over their own is not a uh, new thing. It's been happening forever. And it's not just uh, this one particular person uh, that has done this. There's been numerous other people that have done it, too. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And if you find yourself stumbling across those accounts, especially a lot of the people that then go into like the free thinking, free thinker Twitter accounts, and then they get repackaged on Instagram with like spirituality and these fun graphics and all that. If you find yourself agreeing with one of them, make sure you scroll all of them because you just might be confirming your own implicit bias that you like racism, sexism, Mm -hmm. uh, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, like those themes are present regardless if they they make themselves seem apolitical. Like yep. they're ethical and moral and political issues that they are taking a side on. And you are then taking a side on by resharing. And, and whether we like it or not, politics is a <laughs> lot about what our ethics are. That where we fall on the political spectrum is what is closest to our moral beliefs. And so not care when you say you don't care about morals and that's not a political statement it that's a statement in itself because that means that you don't care about rights of other people yeah and also what else would you vote on exactly like we all vote on logic reason morals Mm -hmm. and ethics like that's just the premise of how we operate our daily lives and everyone does, but repackaging this, like you discovered Mm -hmm. you should be thinking like that. It's also corny. I'm like, what have you been doing this whole time? Not thinking. One of these free thinkers that has no original thought in their head is a billion. One of the billionaires who is friends with this other person who just comes up with bullshit every other week. And people are like, Oh, he's such a genius. No, he isn't. He just takes other people's ideas once they're successful and comes in and gives his blood money to benefit from it. And then when it doesn't go his way, he has nothing to do with it anymore. Yeah, he's just rich. Mm -hmm. That he didn't get rich by thinking this way. No, he got rich by being the child of a colonizer. Mm -hmm. And then on the backs of labor of everybody else. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It's giving like, (laughs) it's like Dave Ramsey for like the Twitter like sphere. It's the rebranding of other people making money off of telling you how to live your life, Uh which is not how they live their life. Right. (sighs) Now it's time to take a break. Cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today's episode is brought to you by... A sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods, I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. 
Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like... <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is 
your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We're back. And we had a brilliant minute and a half uh, workshop session mm-hmm. for a potential future mo- movie. And then Melissa wants that she's definitely writing. Yes. So it was really productive. What did you do during the break? <laughs> okay. Now it's time for But Are You Wrong? Where we read your email submissions if you want to be featured on. And if you have something happening in your life where you want to know if you were in the wrong here or villain, we will say one big disclaimer. We aren't going to tell you if you're wrong about your feelings. Mm-hmm. So that one's always kind of complicated to vote on as well. So I wouldn't say like totally eliminate those questions, but make sure you are reformatting them in the event that happened, who is at fault versus am How I wrong made for feeling? feel inside. Exactly. Yeah. So you can send them to buttamirongpod at gmail.com. Keep it under 300 words. We do ask that you let us know your ages. If you're going to do like pseudonyms, please do it as anonymous, but don't do numbers or letters. We get lost. So fake names and ages include all the relevant details. And yeah. Okay. Hi, Eminem. I, 23 female, and my boyfriend, 24 male, have been together for a year and a half and moved in together four months ago. My boyfriend is a 3D designer and recently took an interest in 3D printing and bought himself a 3D printer. When he got the printer, he started using it about three weeks ago. I realized that it made a consistent white noise. White noise has always made me really anxious. I made him aware of this as the printer was set up in our bedroom. Because he was only using it for two to three hours a day, I chose to sit in the living room and close the door or put headphones in to eliminate the noise. My boyfriend has now bought a second 3D printer. He is now using these from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. I've told him it's unfair that he has made the bedroom unavailable for me for the whole day due to the sounds. I suggest that he move these printers to our closet, which can easily accommodate both printers. My boyfriend told me that I was being highly unreasonable and that I was taking away from his new passion. He doesn't believe that the sound makes me anxious and I have not shown support in his new hobby. I've always shared ideas and given advice with his models, even helping him paint multiple that he printed. He finally moved the printers into the closet, but does not believe I deserve an apology for the things that he said. Am I wrong for saying that I deserve an apology for this and for having him move move the printers into the closet where they can't be heard? If anyone knows anything about me, my name is Megan Rinks and I hate sounds. Like, my personal hell, I would 3D print his mouth shut. Yeah, I agree. I had some undistinguishable noise coming from the electronics in my room. (gasps) And I could not figure out what it, like I unplugged everything. And it was just, it was like a little high, a little bit more high pitched than what white noise is. And I had to go sleep on the couch because I could not, it stopped. I don't know what it was, but I could not figure out what the hell it was. And the fact that he's not putting you into consideration in any of this is just selfish. Like, he said, you're not appreciative or supportive of his new hobby, of his new passion. But is he not passionate about you? Doesn't he not care about your thoughts and feelings? Does he not want a happy home for the both of you? No, you're not wrong. No, you're not wrong. Literally at fucking all. He has the money to buy two 3D printers for a hobby. First of all, what, like, is he engineer? Is he doing, like, what is... 
what is like the end goal of this? Because sometimes hobbies are just no, no, hobbies. totally. But I was gonna say, but having three D printers, that's you. You're using a lot of energy. How is your like electric electricity bill? Like, is he selling things? Is he offsetting not only like the anxiety this is increasing for you, but like also the like energy that is like being used in the house that you're renting or you're like a did you say apartment? Like, is this changing the cost? Also, this shit is expensive. So. And a, a lot of plastic, like a lot of like different disposable things. So I'm just wondering, like, is he going to start? Is two enough? Is there more? Like what's happening here? Because I do think that like, I agree with Melissa, the you, he is valuing your hobby over his, he's valuing his hobby over you. And where does that end? Because if he's not even willing to apologize now, like to me, that's like a fundamental, like, <laughs> issue as a person like you don't care about me and you also don't believe me and what I'm going through because you can't like see it and you've decided that it's not uh it doesn't align with what you want it to be but I just I don't think your problem has ended here mm -hmm. so you're not wrong at all for thinking you deserve an apology you actually do deserve an apology and you deserve like a heartfelt real apology and then you also deserve understanding from his end and change and you're not wrong at all for telling him to put it in the closet. It's, I can't, again, I like, I have to imagine your electricity bill has gone up immensely. Everything. If they're running like 12 hours a day, that's a lot of electricity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would also take a look the at your bills. The new one must be like more powerful because the other one was doing two to three hours. And now it's longer than... A full 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. It's a long goddamn time. That's more than 12 hours. No. How do you do math? It is. Because 8 to 8, eight is to 12. 8 to 8 is 12. That's yeah. what I, I only know that from work. That's the only way I know. Uh, yeah. I, I hate this. I'm sorry. They are annoying too. They make a lot of noise. I can't even like, I was trying to put dishes away last night because Mott got home late and I cried while putting dishes away. Like, it's just so fucking loud. And like, like you, like if I hear something, I'm like walking around those moments. I understand why mm -hmm. people commit murders. Like, I get it. Like, it's one of those things like you like the torture things that they use as people sounds. It gets me in my core. And for a lot of people, it just takes longer for them to build that up. But it happens to everyone. Like, yeah. it's literally like a biological response. And some people are far more sensitive to noise and they hit that threshold way earlier. But that threshold exists for everybody. Like, yeah. so that's what, I don't know, maybe I'd be petty and retaliate and just have a constant ringing sound and then tell him like, you don't hear any, I don't hear anything. Like you're crazy. This is all in your head. Yeah. But it's easier just to make him pay all the money and, um, or break up. But I don't know, you live together. <laughs> At least make him make you shit on his 3D printers. The person that I appreciate most that I see with the 3D printer, I'm sure there's other people. I just don't, like, follow them or anything. I appreciate people that make, like, prosthetics and things, you know. But there's a guy on TikTok that has a page that's called, like, Useless Inventions or something like that. And a lot half of the stuff is very use useful. Yeah. He's liberal with that yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of them, it sounds really weird, but he made a uh, thing that connect to the um, the air vent in your car. And it was a hose that like went in your pants to keep you cool. And I was like, 
I need this. As somebody <laughs> who has hot flashes when she drives, yes, my swamp pussy would mm-hmm. love that. As someone who has a convertible, one, so it's hot, and then two, I have my heater on because my back hurts all the time, and then, like, my legs are sticking to the leather. Like, that is the most useful invention for me. Yeah. And I said, if you make, because he put it on a rectangle one, but the vent in my car is circular. I was like, if you made this circular, oh my. run me, run, run that to me. I will run you a check so fast. My, my sticky thighs yes. want it. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. And there's one person who I saw who is a 3D printer, but they, he has it for work, which again, I just think like in terms of like your carbon footprint and like the amount of like money that you're spending that also has like direct relation to like the environment and shit. Either I think you should be, it should be part of your job. You're mm-hmm. making money from it or you are offsetting that by adjusting your life or you are making other people very fucking happy and bringing joy to not just you personally. And someone, he has one for, I think work, but he like made his <laughs> girlfriend or wife um, a giant gummy bear to like, then she glued it on it. the base of a table. Mm-hmm. And I was like, see, that's great. But like, you know, some people have annoying hobbies. Like children learn how to play violin. Like there are things that like people love that are annoying. And like you can recognize that. And so you accommodate for other people. Yeah. You know, you can have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. Put the, like, you, but you can't have two 3D printers. You know what, what you can do now that you own your home? And you have a detachable garage. I mean, you have one at your other place too, but this one's even like it's yours, yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do your rock tumbler that I got you a couple years ago. When I tell you that that was one of the first things I thought about, <laughs> wow. I'm just really excited to wait. see the results. You have like I can't even explain to you like, my childhood. Like I used to like literally like lay awake in bed and I could just hear it. And I was like, my rocks they're tumbling, <laughs> and I'm not sleeping because it's so fucking loud. But I was like, can't wait to see my rocks. I there's, love there's that somebody shit. else on TikTok that I just started following that they go find like huge Dude. rocks and then break it open. Melissa, <laughs> Melissa, I want to go. I sent Mots like 15 of those fucking videos. I'm like, this one's in Arizona. This mm-hmm. one's in Utah. We like, we got to go. And he was like, what? And I was like, we got to hunt for geos. Well, if he doesn't want to go, then me and you road trip. Well, you know that my entire love of this happened because I went to one of those museums where they like fake it, where they like put some of those rocks mm-hmm. in there. And like, you're a kid. And then you're like, I discovered this. And I was like, holy shit, I'm amazing. And I'm so talented at this and I love it. And that was my introduction to all of that. But like people like go there and it just seems so fucking cool. Let's do it. Yes. All right, my turn. I want to start out by saying I'm an avid listener and your guys' advice has helped me through hard times. However, uh oh, I never thought I would be the one to write in. Way back in high school, I was supposed to be tested for ADHD and never ended up following through with the testing because I was embarrassed. Now that I'm in college, sixth year, these behaviors such as disorganization, lack of motivation, and forgetfulness have caused my grades to suffer, which in turn makes me feel like a failure, especially being a first-generation college student. I went to my PHP to tell them all my concerns. However, 
I also get social anxiety. My pulse ended up being 157 at the doctor's. You can relate to that. Literally. Doctor's office make me super nervous. My PHP basically told me that all my symptoms were probably due to anxiety and prescribed me a low doses of Effexor. Mm-hmm. But being on this med hasn't really helped any of my symptoms I was worried about. And it's been a month now. I don't want to sound like I'm self-diagnosing myself, but I don't think anxiety is the true cause of everything. I can't help but feel they completely disregarded my concerns since my heart was racing and I was too nervous to stand up for myself. I also know you guys aren't doctors, but they told me they can't prescribe me stimulants anyway because my pulse was high. I have a follow-up appointment coming soon. Am I wrong for wanting them to reevaluate me for ADHD again? I really do not want to come across as self-diagnosing. I'm just tired of feeling unmotivated. Also, I'm trying to get into therapy, but no one has gotten back to me yet. Thank you. Well, of course you're not wrong for this. And no, we're not doctors, but um, we are people that you know have issues have issues <laughs> so this is relatable <laughs> uh, yeah no yeah i mean you're all, but also your doctors aren't wrong either mm-hmm. i think that's like the hard part yeah um but sorry continue yeah i was gonna say like is what they prescribe helping at all with the anxiousness part of it and then if you go back to the doctor now that you're being medicated for that, you go back and show that there haven't been like changes for your other concerns. So then now they can now they've diagnosed one thing and they can move to the next thing. Sometimes doctors, I don't think they went about it in the same way of saying that both these things can't be true. Yeah. Um, but sometimes doctors have to eliminate or treat one thing before they can move on to the next thing because you don't want to do both at once in case it was just one thing. Yeah, that's really common. And a lot of people have ADHD and a lot of people think they have ADHD because ADHD is a collection of symptoms that is encompassed by so many other things Mm -hmm. like anxiety, depression, and like all of those things all together. And so it can seem like that's like the obvious answer and it isn't always that and it is I will say it is the one that like yeah take the longest to fit like decide it's this one because if you like getting medicated for ADHD is much harder and like you're not gonna like you're if you want to you have to get evaluated your PC like your primary care physician can't evaluate Mm -hmm. you for ADHD and you should know if you have heart rate stuff. Like people have like messaged me far before all of my heart rate stuff is happening of being like, I'm like started like take, being medicated for my ADHD and like it's making my anxiety so much worse and all of that. And I'm like, that's why you should be going to like doing like really big like evaluations and working with like a psycho- like a psychiatrist as well as like a primary care physician to know that if you're, if you are eligible for even taking said medication, And there are a bunch of different things. Like some people find that anti-anxiety medication like helps them a lot. But yeah, if your heart rate is that high, if you even have a higher resting heart rate and all of that, if it if they're worried that your body will respond to like a stimulant that will increase your heart Mm -hmm. rate, it does really increase some people's heart rate. It doesn't for other people. But that is more concerning for them. Like they're like Melissa said, they have to kind of check off these boxes 
And it might be frustrating for a lot of people of ADHD that that's kind of one of the last ones that people do. But as someone who like has ADHD, has been diagnosed, like I've dealt with this since, I mean, my whole life, but like since I was a kid, it is great to get accommodations like for school that would be really helpful for you. But getting medication for it is very difficult. And like they're constantly on back order, like all of this shit. I think a lot of people think that it will, having a diagnosis can like really help feel validated, but on the off chance, like not marrying yourself to one one thing that you think it is, because it could be a collection of different things that they can do to then help. But if you really want to, you have to have an ADHD assessment. Like Mm -hmm. like that doctor, if that doctor heard you, and I don't mean this in like a negative way, but if you, anyone goes to a primary care physician and says, I think I have ADHD. And if they prescribe you a stimulant, that's not a good doctor. Like that's, it's really not. I don't like the nature of how stigmatized stimulants are and how like pharmacists and doctors and people really like look at them as like, oh, you're just like a drug addict, which I'm like, even like if I like, why is I don't like the disgust of people (laughs) looking at like people seeking meds who need meds, regardless if it's because they like need them for their condition or because they've become dependent on them because of their life circumstance or because you prescribed them before. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like that negative connotation with it. But ADHD is like a, it is a serious thing. It's like a neurological thing. And there's a reason why there's an assessment and it sucks that an assessment is not available to everybody. It can be really expensive. It can be hard to find someone to do any of this, but your doctor is just going by the book. I agree. I don't think that they should have been like, oh, this is just anxiety. But also in, for most cases, medication, they do say waiting about three months. And if mm-hmm. you have social anxiety, it might be really nice for you to have some medication to help you with that. Because if you like some people, a lot of my social anxiety, almost almost all of my social anxiety is related to ADHD Mm -hmm. versus there are people who have social anxiety and have ADHD and they're really not related at all. So I know some people who can't be medicated for ADHD because when they take it, it makes their anxiety worse, makes my anxiety a lot better. And so that's a process that like is it making it worse? Is it making it better? Like keeping track of that. But I just ask your doctor, like, can I get a referral to someone who can administer a test? Right. Right. Because you just like calling may not. But if you get a, a, if your doctor gives you a referral that can get you in a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah. And if your doctor refuses, then be like, okay, can you know on my chart that you're refusing to do this? Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it, the medical system is lots of fucking hoops to jump through. And I don't agree with a lot of them, but this is one that I do agree with. And not because I don't think you have ADHD, just because if it's anything else, that is like their job to like make sure of that. And even if some things have changed too, like depression can look like ADHD, like a lot Mm -hmm. of different things. Even if you're you're thyroid being off, like there's so many other things. And so- if doctors do exactly what we want when we ask them what we think it is, it can mask something that's actually like bigger that right. we have worse issues with. Right. So. Best of luck, though. Fucking sucks. And you actually might even have a better chance if you're in school asking they, your school might have uh, ADHD testing or assessments or going through your school like health department. They can have ones because it actively pertains to academics yeah that's um, true. and they Good could probably point. give you accommodations even in the interim between testing they might not give you like the full registered accommodations that they give like that are government required 
but they might um, be able to give you some until you figure that stuff out. Mm -hmm. You also might be able to, I don't know if you can get any accommodations for like social anxiety, if that's like, if you would be better, if it's easier for you to like take a test, like in a room without other people, like, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Next up. Hello, hello. My boyfriend, he, him, and I, she, her have work friends that are getting married next year. Let's call them Adam, he, him, and Brittany, she, her. Adam and Brittany are having a small family-only wedding, so we assumed we wouldn't be invited to anything. But we just received an invite to an engagement party. The invite made it clear that they will not be paying for our drinks there. It is just a gathering with their friends. We live three and a half hours away, so we will need to pay for travel, hotel, etc. to attend. The part that bothers me is that they linked their wedding cash fund on the invite, but we aren't invited to the wedding. Am I wrong for not wanting to give them money for an event that I'm not invited to and I'm already paying to travel to their engagement party? Would it be rude if I attended without gifting? Would not be rude if you attended without gifting. I just wouldn't go. I was about to say, it also wouldn't be rude if you just didn't go. Like, you got to go three and a half hours. You got to drive, I'm guessing. um, Or I don't know if it's a three hour, three and a half hour drive or three and a half hour flight. Plus, you're going to have to find oh somewhere God. to stay. Fl- if it's a flight, I didn't even think, if it's a flight. Yeah. I'm th- I'm paper shredding that immediately. Mm-hmm. You have to find somewhere to stay. There's not food provided. Like, that's three and a half hours there and then three and a half hours back. I'm not going. It's it's just an engagement party. I'm not going. I've never been to one. What's the point? There's no, especially like, like if rude. it was like friends, like hey, we're telling everyone that we're engaged. Cool. Like we're meeting up at a restaurant that's down the street. Great. But I'm not going three and a half hours to some engagement party that I'm not even invited to the wedding for. Oh, well, engagement party is one of those things that like people sometimes will do too. If like, oh, the like one half of like the partner's family lives here and then the other half lives there. Like engagement parties are local events. It's Mm -hmm. who lives here, who's going to go. Yeah, that's no. I also don't think that they're wrong either, though, for linking their wedding fund on the invite. But I just think that like you can say no to shit for like people are spending so much money and this shit is like so expensive. And a lot of the times like it's formalities and like someone else dropped out and someone else and like this. And it's like they want to invite you because they don't want you to be offended. That They want it's like a, a, a mini olive branch mm-hmm. to like kind of show that. But like that the act is just in the invite. Right. You don't have to fucking accept. It's not, I don't think it's rude even if you go to a wedding and don't bring a present. Like, none of that is rude. Like, you can go to a wedding and you spent money on an outfit or you didn't spend money on an outfit. And if you don't want to bring a present, you don't bring a present. Like, all of this is optional. Yeah, I really, I really, really agree with that. Like, I've never not brought a present to Mm -hmm. a wedding, but I also don't think that, like, I did, we've done it because we've, financially been able to mm-hmm. if we had not and we were only able to go to the wedding everybody i know would rather you attend the wedding than just send a gift and not right. attend like i get that weddings are expensive and gifts really offset the cost but the people who are having the wedding are the ones who decided to take on that cost mm-hmm. so i just like really i can't stress enough like how much i just would not go yeah and also like I don't know if you've been to an engagement party before or like you've been in this like in the if you've been in the wedding sphere, but like you're going to they're work friends, but like you're going to see them for like point two seconds. Mm-hmm. 
you know? It's just everybody else schmoozing like, yeah, with like, each other. Oh my God, I can't believe you came. I can't believe you came. How do you know them? Like, it's just like, no, I'm not wasting my time doing this. No, or my money. No. Time is money. You know what I got? Both, I'm pretty good for both right now, as of right now. I've got a lot of time. I don't have a lot of time. I lose the time. Like, I wake and up I and I have 24 hours. give the IRS a lot of money by the 18th, Dude. so. <laughs> Dude. Okay. I'm 21, they, them, and all others in this group are 21 or 22. I went to a get-together with a friend group of eight with my boyfriend of almost 1.5 years. One girl, Sarah, she, her, had recently broke up with her boyfriend who used to be in the friend group, and people were asking what happened. At one point, she was saying some odd red flags, things that make him seem weird and not normal. Looked at me and James, he, him, and he was like, maybe that is a spectrum thing. James and I are both autistic. We tried to talk to her along with the others in the group, as most of us thought what she said wasn't okay, especially as he hasn't been diagnosed or self-diagnosed with ASD. This was quite long and slightly heated, and Sarah believed she was being attacked, which James nor I were trying to do, and we were trying to share our experiences and that people with autism in relationships are just as good and can make things work with accommodations. There were many other issues, such as her not letting us speak, especially as we both find group conversations hard, and her putting herself as a victim as we apparently didn't let her finish, so she sounded like the villain. I don't think I did, but I apologize. So am I wrong for not liking her after and the fact I felt like she falls into the trope of a white woman being an ally to marginalized communities, but not really. Should I drop the topic? The final straw has also caused the group to hang out more separately, although my boyfriend said they have had issues with Sarah before. The group has been friends for three years. These friend group things. Dude, abolish friend groups. Yeah. That's a just, good thing when you get older. Yeah, just be friends with who you want to be friends with. And like, if y'all hang out, cool. If you don't, okay. Because statistically, you're not going to like them all. No, you're not. This is... Anyway, yeah, I mean, clearly this is white woman tears. Yep. And she, I'm guessing she was hurt because of her ex. And so she's just saying things out of anger, but this is her true feelings towards the situation. And if you're, especially if you were dating someone and then you were making these remarks about them then that just they weren't meant to be together anyway because she's an awful person yeah but sarah give it another few years and sarah won't even be anyone's friend or the one week or the ones that she is friends with they're not going to be part of your quote-unquote group again yeah, I mean, the gr- already the group is hanging out more separately and, like, your boyfriend said that, like, they've all had issues with mm-hmm. Sarah before. And I'm not surprised by that because not only is it, like, bold and pretty brazen to make, like, super fucking ableist statements, but it's really, like, you would give absolutely no fucks and you feel very comfortable doing that and then literally turning and looking at two people who you know who are autistic mm-hmm. as you're being, like, oh, I'm going to talk shit on my ex who is, like, what what word you said? 
red flags mm-hmm. that make him seem weird and not normal and then looks at you and your partner who are both autistic and then like baited you being like well maybe that like like and maybe like well maybe it's a spectrum like what to me I'm like of course the group has like started like this I can't imagine how much stupid shit that she said over the years yeah. if she felt comfortable saying this and then like not only being ableist but again like it, like 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 a fucking like poorly written sitcom turning mm-hmm. to like what Aww. the fuck like it's just so chaotic and just you're not wrong at fucking all I don't think you should have dropped the topic either but sometimes it just gets mentally taxing that you can't oh yeah deal with it anymore so I can understand if like you're not getting through to somebody and you're just tired then yeah. you know it's okay like Sometimes you don't you don't want to do that mental labor because it's what's the point at the end of the day? Yeah, I also like and not at the same in the same way. Sometimes there are things that I can't stop talking about. And that's also OK. Mm-hmm. Like it is one of those things that like what what do you what do you need? What does your brain and your body need in that moment? And then that is like, do you need to beat a dead horse? Because I sometimes fall into that. And then there are other times of like. Is this emotionally taxing and exhausting? And am I not getting anything out of this? Then I can like let me walk away. Like it really is case by case. But yeah, fuck Sarah. And Sarah is the villain. You didn't just sound like the villain, Sarah. You are the villain. Mm-hmm. All right. Now it's time for a break. Woohoo! <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. No, not at all. Now it's time for Wrong of the Week, where we nominate, or but are they wrong, where we nominate celebrity, current event, something happening in pop culture right now as the absolute quote. And this week, I would like to nominate Brad Pitt. William Bradley Pitt. I also would have liked to nominate him um, in 2016, all, when all of this shit started happening. But now that things have the allegations of abuse that Angelina Jolie has detailed have been unsealed. I would really like to nominate him and the <laughs> incels and women haters online who have become emboldened by previous abuse cases to now come with a pitchfork to every woman who has been abused. So just a quick little trigger warning. This is like really fucking horrific. And I really want, I have like, I have a lot of like faith in our audience, obviously, but like, this is a level of fame for, of two people who are so famous that a lot of people, this is like a Harry Styles, someone like a Harry Styles of certain generations. I'm not going to entertain anywhere on any of our platforms, our, even our private ones, like our Facebook of, People speculating about her lying about this or separating the art from the artist when it comes to Brad Pitt. Like, I don't care if this is a hard pill for you to swallow. We set those same boundaries with a previous abuse case that we like did not talk about because the shit online um, is not okay. And we're a safe place for people who can escape from people who hate women. But I really want to do ensure that here because I think this is going to get really bad. So this is I'm going to read a bit from the New York, New York Times um, in court papers related to a legal battle. So they are getting divorced and they're having a huge legal battle over their French winery that they own together. So just know that all of this came <laughs> came about out of him wanting money. So she has made claims that he is abusive to her and their children during a flight they took in 2016. So she filed a cross-complaint. Angelina Jolie, she filed a cross-complaint against ex-husband Brad Pitt, disclosing details about what she described in the court papers as abusive behavior by him on a private plane in 2016, which is what led to them getting divorced. So the reason why this 
was filed. It's part of like the legal battle over the winery. They once owned it together and sh- her, she'd planned to sell her shares and like of this. And he is upset about that. And he wants her to sign a non-disclosure that would have contractually prohibited her from speaking out outside of the court about his physical and emotional abuse of her and their children. And her filing goes on to describe an extended physical and verbal outburst from September of 2016, where they all flew from France to California. This is a direct quote. Pitt choked one of the children and struck another in the face and grabbed Jolie by the head and shook her. The filing states, adding that at one point he poured a beer on Jolie. At at another, he poured beer and red wine on the children. So the feds who have jurisdiction over crimes and things that happen on flights. They investigate the incident, but they declined to bring criminal charges, which is important to note that it, they have made statements that they had the, the declining to bring charges was the choice of Angelina Jolie. They had the uh, they've said like this was the choice that she made to not do so. But day, so days after that plane ride, that's when she filed for divorce. And So Pitt's lawyer said that he will accept responsibility for some things in his past, but he's not accepting responsibility for things he didn't do. So all of this is literally coming to light. I think a lot of people remember about how this got published with an unnamed celebrity like thing that had happened. Mm -hmm. And it was highly speculated that it was them because the timeline matched up with their divorce and people, you know, figured out flight records and stuff. But neither of them have ever commented on it. but. I don't know. Maybe it's just in the Hollywood circle that we run. And this was fact. Everyone knew. Like everyone knew. And this was like, oh, okay, this is what happened. Like, you know, it might not be confirmed officially, but it was operating it really as this taking it in as a fact. And the only reason why the like everything got unsealed and it was like named that it was them and all of this shit because he accused his wife because he is now suing her a lawsuit over their their winery because he says that he his his contractual rights were violated because she sold her half of the company without his approval like a yes he's a such, such a sick person but the fact that our society has made you feel comfortable that you are so famous you are so beloved and we hate women so much that you ha- you you're confident that these these allegations can be out about you and you would rather have them out and completely like go on, like traumatize your, re-traumatize your children, re-traumatize your ex-wife. You would want all of that out for your fucking pride because you think that the world's going to support you. And I'm so sad to say I do agree that mm-hmm. that will happen. And like, yes, you're really it's fucking horrible, happening. but like, I don't think if the previous case that had happened last year, I think that was a huge boost of confidence for a lot of abusers to know that uh, America really hates women. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the stuff, like even with Me Too and like people thinking that like men aren't like, men are having an awakening or whatever and it's not it's just men are just now scared that they're actually going to get caught yeah and like we're emboldening these people who are already still continuing to commit these crimes Mm -hmm. rich and powerful people like people never stop like because at the end of the day they get away with it yeah and like then when we have like a case that sets a precedent for how the media and like audiences can speak about it 
that affects victims, poor people, not famous people, famous mm-hmm. people, rich people. Like, like I said at the beginning, he originally had like asked for her to sign a non-disclosure agreement about like specifics really for that. And she didn't. And so she only ended up sent selling her stake after this, like after he wouldn't sign the non-disclosure. But her filing states that the FBI agent who investigated the allegations that Mr. Pitt physically assaulted Ms. Julie and their children on the plane had, quote unquote, concluded that the government had probable cause to charge to charge Pitt with a federal crime for his conduct that day. So so in the official report, it said it was agreed by all parties that the criminal charge in this case would not be pursued due to several factors. And yeah, she didn't want to re-traumatize her children. It goes into all of that. I'm not going to. So she's countersuing him now. And that like she's saying that she was growing uncomfortable by participating in alcohol related business, considering the fact that he acknowledged his at that time in 2016. He that's when he finally like acknowledged his problem with alcohol abuse and said that in 2019, Brad Pitt told The Times that after she filed for divorce, he spent time in uh, AA and was committed to sobriety. So. I just think that he is such a fucking piece of shit. And I really hate that we have made abusers so confident that the public will love them and adore them and rip their victims to shreds Mm -hmm. that they can re-traumatize people involved and also just bystanders who have to watch other victims who have all of this privilege and have all of these resources and access to watch them also get torn to shreds. Like it's, I'm not saying that I think that people who have access to like money and privilege shouldn't have this, but it's when you are a victim and you see someone who feels so untouchable to you and you see they get completely beat like that, it trickles down Mm -hmm. and it affects everybody. And he's an absolute piece of fucking shit. And no wonder why his children don't speak to him. Mm Mm-hmm. We, we talked about this offline, didn't we? That we were like, there's no way that two people are both. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, good nomination. Okay. So my nomination for this week, I wasn't going to do this at first because it seems very local. But then my local hometown news, it's local as in L.A. stuff. Oh, okay. I thought it was too local for L.A. stuff. And then I saw my local hometown, like, Arkansas news tweeting about it, then I was like, okay, oh. then I'll, I'll I'll report on it since it came across my news desk. I thought you were talking about the John Stewart. Oh, I saw that Arcan- too. Yeah, that was one of my Dude. ones, but that takedown was pretty. I pussy throbbing. Yeah, like it was it was hot. He's so hot. He's so honestly. Hot. I just want him to go back to the Daily Show, which I, I know he I was, won't. I, I was literally just thinking that. Like I was. I'm very sad. Trevor Noah's leaving. Mm-hmm. If you brought me. Him back to TV. Yeah. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I think we're all ready. We he are looks ready. so good. He looks good. Oh, I love it. I remember the first time I laid my eyes on him. I remember exactly because he was a, on The Nanny. He was just like one of her many boyfriends that what? came through. Yeah. And I was like, that is one good looking man. I was a child when I saw him. It was just like one episode. Did he act? Yeah. And then once he started getting that white hair. Yeah. Yeah. I love him so much. Okay. Well, my nomination is uh, Nuri Martinez, who is a uh, city council member for LA, for the LA City Council. And uh, I think she's actually the president 
or was the president because she, after many calls for her resignation, she has now resigned. And so she, behind closed doors, made some very racist remarks to her colleagues and they were being recorded and she didn't know it. Oopsie. So it was after she made remarks to one of, there's a, a white man on the council who has a black child. And he said that the man carries uh, the child around as an accessory, which some white people do. They'll adopt a black child and they do that. But then she said, or like a monkey, but she said it in Spanish. Okay. She also uh, mocked someone and said, F that guy, he's with the blacks. She also called somebody a little bitch, compared somebody handling their the 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 person that she said the child was like a little monkey, said that he was handling them like a Louis Vuitton handbag. She's also been very mad at redistrict redistricting because of she's racist. Yeah. Uh That's only why people are ever mad about redistricting. Yeah. First, she wasn't going to do anything. And now she's apologized and said, in a moment of intense frustration and anger, I let the situation get the best of me and I hold myself accountable for those comments. For that, I'm sorry. But, like, you don't just make comments like that against people because you're frustrated. No. Like, that seemed like you you thought you were on 30 Rock and, like, you were, like, delivering one-liners. Mm-hmm. It does sound like her that her response makes it seem like it's one conversation, though. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't going to step down at first, but she also has endorsed a lot of the people that are running for election, too. And some of them are, like, decent people, and they don't know what she was saying behind closed doors, but it's just, with the election less than a month away, it's just not... Not good timing for racists. How'd they catch ever. her on the recording? Somebody was purposely recording it and they leaked it. So that to me is like... Say, she said things before. Yeah. And this might not even have been the worst. Mm-hmm. It's just the only one that they got. Yeah. You know, I've been trying to work on getting feed bumps put out yeah. here. We and know. Now Miss I, Parks and Rec. Now I, can, now I can't talk to my to the president of the city council because she's resigned. So I got to uh, readdress my things to the other... I wonder how would you get paid? I mean, that's public information, so. I know. Okay. All right. That's it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. Head on over to our Instagram and comment something. What should I comment? Comment. I just want, I just want like your age and then if you still have a friend group. (gasps) Good. Yes or no. Good. So just age and then yes or no. This is a modern day ASL. Mm Mm-hmm. Age, sex, location. It's like a little too personal for like putting on profiles when we were like 13. I was younger, man. Yeah, I was pretty. Yeah, I was pretty young. Dude, the fact I was in the first group. I had cleaned it out a little bit for you. Thank you. (laughs) We do appreciate it. I just like can't. The older that I get and the closer we get to like, you know, eventually having kids. I just think back to like, I've I've not distanced myself enough from my own childhood that like. I'm like, oh, God, I am terrified of having a kid who w- was like me. What if my child is flashing her tits on Omegle at like 11 years old? Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. I've got. The kids um, are not all right. Yeah. I mean, 
I know I'll be a fine parent because I I'll think be better I have, than I have, you, know, you know, yeah. But like, I have nieces and nephews. Like, oh, yeah. and I'm like, if my sisters, who I practically raised, <laughs> when you're the the oldest child, you get a lot put on. You. Oh yeah, they can raise kids. I got this. No, no you're problem. you're also solid. I, I I'm a mature big kid myself. Yeah, no, and kids love you, mm-hmm. and like, you're you're a person that people like respect. Yeah. Me, I'm people too. I'm that sounded like I was like other people, but not me. No, but no, like I you, you, you you have like you're fun, you still have like authority, like you're smart, like you have all like you have like and also like you're never gonna be late for the pickup. Like yeah. I'm just picturing you in like fire sunglasses and you're like, I don't know why in my mind you're driving a Hummer. I don't think you would be, but like I've driven a Hummer in my life. I, could, I used to have one as a company car. There you go. I could just like see you there the with like your pants that I got then. Oh, yeah. Well, I think I just picture you in a really big car that yeah. you like hop out of. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, where did she go? And then you come out on the other side and you're in a hot pink pantsuit. Mm-hmm. And you've got a and you've got like a Blackberry, even though like we're all on iPhones now. And your kids are just like well behaved and like happy to see you. Yeah. And then you look like really like, wow, like she does not look warm. And then you pull out two bags of McDonald's from behind you or in and out. And you're like, let's go, kids. And you roll the windows down. And you put on music. And you're all like, it's like a, it's like a, a Gracie. What's Gra- Gracie's Corner? Mm-hmm. Remix of like Baby Shark or something like that. And it's like, I how like does picture. she do it? I like this picture. Me too. You just have to pick a Thank good you. fucking pickup line or drop off line because these fucking Los Angeles schools. To be honest, though, I'd probably hire somebody to do it. Yeah. And then they'd have their butler who does the same thing. <laughs> they go, mom, can't wait to see you. And then you're at the pool at the house. Oh, I ready might like be in the car, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Because then I can do the work, but still be there for the kids. Yeah. I love this for you. Me too. Woo. I'm just afraid I'm going to get really I granola. I see you. Yeah. I see you in just like big flowy dresses. <laughs> I know. I'm With really- your Birkenstocks on. You're going to have I I feel like everything you said about me is also true minus like the McDonald's. Yeah. Like I just um, can't eat there. I know you can't eat there. Well, so I don't I think I'm in and out. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm I just think that I'm I'm really going to become. Um, You're going to be making like baby food. Yeah, I'm really afraid that I'm going to... I know like, you are. Like, I'm never going to become, like, the granola anti-vaxxer or, like, let's just, like, you know, I, I'm I'm not that. Like, I'm very pro-science. Mm-hmm. We're getting everybody vaxxed. Mm-hmm. We're taking antibiotics or, like, we're not using fucking essential oils. But as somebody who loves a project, but I'm so afraid I'm going to be, like, baby food. I can make that my... Like, that's my biggest downfall in my life now is me seeing something goes... I'm like the I'm like the dude from Holes going, I can fix that. I'm going, I can make that. And I can't. See, the thing for me, it's like, I want to do that. I hire someone yeah, to do it. I'm, you're my inspiration. And I've been telling you, like, I got to get somebody in here to organize my closets. You do? Yeah. And like, I love like your timeline in your head. You were like, I'm going to do this this weekend. And then the next weekend, you're like, I didn't have time. This is going to be, I'm going to hire someone to do it. Or I'm just tired. No, but that's just like, it, you have a one week turnaround where mm-hmm. I look at something that I've had for like years and I go, well, I'm eventually going to no. Yeah. That's why we have a podcast, because otherwise I would just talk about having a podcast. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, we'll circle back. back. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. 
and me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.